0: I am Doug Friedman,
1: and I am Meredith Levy,
0: and this is your Mental Breakdown,
1: the podcast.
0: This is indeed the podcast where we as licensed therapists talk to you about, I don't know, stuff, (laughs) and you will hear a therapy session in real time. And then we'll come back on and break it down. That's what we do for you.
1: We do because we love it and we love you. So here we go.
0: That's a lot of love. I have a lot of love to give. I have a lot of like to give. I don't know if I have a lot of love to give.
1: Hmm. Interesting. We should break that down.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Sure. I would, I would like to, no, wait, I would love to, no, I would loathe to, such a dork. That's true. <laughs> Speaking
1: That's true. of like love and love. Yes. How have you been?
0: <laughs> I've been pretty good. I've I'm, I'm made it through Thanksgiving, which I actually like Thanksgiving. I get that a lot of people don't. And we're gearing up for Christmas coming soon.
1: And my birthday. And the
0: holidays. Hanukkah just ended. Your birthday. Yeah, whatever. And we also <laughs> <laughs> Yes, your birthday smack in between Hanukkah and Christmas this year. Do you feel festive? Are you like part of the festival of lights?
1: Oh hell yeah! Yeah. Hell yeah! I was in the Apple Store yesterday, and this—I don't want to say kid. I can't. I have no idea how old he was, but twenty, early twenties, maybe. <laughs> Thirty-two was like was <laughs> was hitting on me, and doing so by saying, Hey, do you know where, best, do you know, where the best place to go is around here to see Christmas lights. And I had just been in Beverly Hills, like downtown Beverly Hills the night before. Right. And I, they always have beautiful every year. It's just so pretty. And then I was like, Oh, the Palisades like really pretty too. I was like, wherever there are really wealthy areas, they always put on a big display. Right. And then there's those places that are known for the streets of lights and
0: yeah, absolutely. There's right near my place there's Christmas Tree Lane, which is great and they do up oh. all these huge trees and people do some of the houses. And then out in the valley there's Candy Cane Lane where right. they do like full That's what houses I couldn't think of. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I love that one. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But then he followed up with, you know, just like chit-chat and like and then said, "Oh, I love your tattoo. My mom has one just like that." And I was like, cool. Oh. And I was like, oh, like this one. And he was like, yes. Oh my God. Exactly. Just like my mom. And I was like, well,
0: you are exactly like my mom. You are totally like my mother.
1: I was like, well, I could be your mother. And he was like, no, I doubt that. I was like, yep, sure could. And I was like, why are you fucking (laughs) flirting with me when I remind you of your mother? But that's okay. I mean, so many possible we'll reasons. Yeah.
0: <laughs> that's that's kind of your answer right there.
1: I know. But it was really cute. Like, I, I don't, no one's hit on me in so long that I was just Aww. like, wow. Yeah. yeah.
0: Well, that's because it's been pandemic. You haven't been out in so long.
1: Sure. Why not at the Apple store?
0: Why not? Why not the banana store?
1: Oh my God. That's amazing.
0: I'm just going with fruit.
1: I got it. I (laughs) totally got it. (laughs) Um, so anyway, yeah, that was, that was fun.
0: Yeah. And, and you actually just started seeing a couple of clients in person again.
1: Oh, I did. I went the other day for the whole day. Saw a few people in person, a few people on zoom and starting next week, I'm going to go at least probably two days a week. Nice. Two to three. I know. How's it feel? Oh, so nice! It was so nice, and and also one of my best friends' therapist happened to be there on the days I was there. It was so oh, nice. exciting. Nice. So there was other human interaction with like therapists, friends, whatever, and clients coming in person. And it felt so. And then I got to come home from work. I got to right. go to work right. and come home from work. Totally. It was crazy. I mean, yeah. you know, the big thing was getting dressed and showering and that was weird, but otherwise <laughs> it was great.
0: Yeah, it, it's it's funny that people don't realize this in, in even in non-pandemic times, that when we work as therapists, we're working in our singular office. We don't really see many people in our workspace. If you're lucky enough to work in a, at an agency or, or a building where there are other therapists, you can see other coworkers, but yeah. generally speaking, a lot of therapists, especially ones in private practice work in a vacuum. You just don't see many people at all. And you're just seeing your clients back to back. And especially that would be so hard for me. Right. And these days when we've been doing it on zoom, it's great. And like a lot of people are like, Oh, I love not commuting. Yeah. And the drawback is you're sitting in your own place. There's no separation. You're just there all day in isolation. It's it's wild.
1: Totally, yeah. And a lot of people like you know. And I've always been like, well, I could always go to my office and and still Zoom with my clients. And sometimes it's hard to motivate to do that when totally, like, or oh, I could just stay here totally. But yeah, no, I'm I'm glad you've been going back to the office for a little while now, right?
0: Oh yeah, yeah. I go a couple of days a week, and I see. I kind of do a hybrid where I'll see a couple clients on zoom. Then yeah. I will go to the office and see a couple clients in person. And Beckett is still adjusting to the new place. So he comes with me still. Aww. So he comes in the office. He's got his own couch. He knows the clients there. They know him and it's, it's totally cool and right. fine, but it, it's nice. such a difference for me to be in a room and my eyes don't have to say fixated on that one little square. I have peripheral vision. I can look at the client. I can see their body right there. I can feel their energy. Yeah. I can look around. Yeah. It's staring at a screen for that long. It's man, it's, it's tough.
1: I found myself to be the present and engaged human that I have always been with my clients. I have such a harder time doing that on zoom. And, but now I think that hopefully if I'm doing it less then I'll be able to provide more being born present and engaged with the clients that I still am doing it teletherapy with, as opposed to all of them doing, being that, you know?
0: Oh that yeah. That would be nice. I, I mean, I, I think, I think we've sort of cracked the seal and we're going to be doing hybrid with a lot of things these days.
1: Yeah. You know, yeah.
0: I think I talked to a lot of teachers and students about the way they do school and it's interesting mm-hmm. how there's hybrid for that too. And I wonder yeah. if that's something that might actually happen who knows, to reduce class size, to reduce space where you do, like, if you have a class twice a week, once a week is at home and the second time is at the campus. I I don't know. Yeah. I, I think it's, it's just so much easier logistic wise to stay at home, but you get so much more out of being there in person. Yeah. You know, even totally somebody saying to me, if you have to be in person right now, the way that one school is offering it was outdoors without a mask. And that was great. But if you're indoors with a mask, like, I don't want to teach indoors with a mask and have my students all masked and you can't see their faces. And it's so impersonal. Like, "Mm, don't want to do it that way.
1: No, that sounds difficult. I mean, yeah, we have to do what we have to do, but I don't know. Hopefully things are heading in a better direction. Maybe we'll see Omicron go away.
0: I would say, I hope that they're heading in a more stable direction. Cause even if it's the kind of thing where we have to get boosters every six months until we get more of a handle on it. Fine. At least we know that's what it is. Right. Right. Being able to return to some of our regular functioning. Yeah. And it's all, it's all about finding our regular functioning. Right. Yep. Speaking of regular functioning.
1: (laughs) Hey, you know what? Some point I was thinking about, and I was telling one of my talking to one of my clients about this, about how not everyone's going to like us. It's okay. You know, like, she was feeling judged or something. And, and I actually read what somebody, a listener of ours had, had written a post about me saying that like hearing me talk is cringe. And they were like, what, (laughs) who would write that? And I was like, it's okay. Like, it's totally okay for people to have those feelings. And again, like that doesn't have to be in this app. We could do a whole thing on it, but like, I just thought it was, It remind I was like, oh, I wonder if that's something we should bring up in this because.
0: Yeah, totally. I mean, let's, yeah, let's talk about it for a second. Cause I, I think, you know, I agree. And there's that you're cringeworthy. I, I totally cringe every time you talk as well. <laughs> um, I mean, there are people that don't like me and I've talked to both of them, um, and we've worked it out. So I was going to say, are there though? I don't <laughs> of think course, there are. come on. Of course there are, no. but all, all joking aside, well, that's not possible. Most of the joking aside, <laughs> I say it all the time to clients, to friends, that we need to learn to be okay with other people not liking us or other people yep. being disappointed or frustrated, like allowing them to feel what they feel and just going, oh, okay. If we can not take right. it personally, I think totally. if we're evolved, we have a mechanism by which we can kind of look at ourselves and just kind of go, oh, well, let me take stock. Let me see, can I own some of this? Can I work on some of this? And we can also say, oh, that's that person's opinion or feeling that's valid. That's cool. Yeah. Some people don't like me. Okay.
1: Yeah. hundred percent. And, and again, it's like, of course. And, and the person said like, really like Doug, love it. got a lot out of it, blah, blah, blah. So first of all, great. And second of all, <laughs> right. like, I mean, yeah, feedback is great. And I, I don't personalize most of the time. Of course, if somebody says something that's like really specific or really horror, you know, I might be like, Oh, that got me a little. Sure. sure. Well, neither right. here nor, the, you know,
0: and it can still get you. You can, you can be like, Ooh, I didn't like that. And it's okay that they said that. And I'm ultimately okay. Yes. Here's where we can probably segue. Now something that Sarah looked at and even says in this session is looking at how other people don't adhere to the same standards and to the yeah. same strive for perfection that she has. And that's totally. that's totally something we get into a little bit. And I think if, if we can loosen our grip on that, then it's okay. Being imperfect is, I think, what makes us perfect. Trying to be perfect.
1: Yeah. Whew,
0: that's, that, that leaves very little room.
1: Well, if imperfection is perfection, I am the most perfect human in the world.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, you can't spell imperfection without I am perfection. Ooh. How about that? (laughs) Dougie. And on that note, uh, listen to my imperfection with with Sarah's imperfection, and we will be back to imperfectively break it down for you. Perfect. How you been?
2: I'm still tired. (laughs) Um, Crazy week with, I mean, a couple days with my brothers. You know, when you realize you're not 30 anymore? (laughs) That was this week for me. Oh, my gosh. They'll stay up till like, you know, one, two o'clock in the morning Finally, we're like, okay, go to sleep. And then they're just, bam, out of bed, seven, packing, going to the lake, you know, jet skiing, wakeboarding, just running around. I'm just like, I can totally keep up. (laughs) Mm. By day three, I'm just like, oh, my God, I'm going to (laughs) die.
0: Yeah. And this will show my age. That's exhausting just hearing that. (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> it was nuts, dude, but it was amazing. It was so much fun, and nice. you would have been very proud of me. I didn't check my emails one time. What? Obviously, first day back was a bit of a nightmare, but overall, it was pretty crazy. Yep.
0: Good trip, good birthday, good, good all around. Yes.
2: Oh, and more good. So remember I told you we had our reviews, but there was no compensation discussion? And that's why my boss was like, look, sorry about the nonsense that happened, but disregard because I think you're going to be really, really happy when you hear what we're doing for you compensation-wise. I got like a 19% raise. I was completely blown away Mm. with that it made me feel really validated, which was a really nice feeling. Yeah. So it was like, best, best week ever.
0: (laughs) Yeah. There's, there's another val word that's involved here. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And 100%. And, and I want to make sure we hit that one because validated. Yes. Yes. I, this is what I should get paid. And you did great. You're validated for the work that you're doing. You're also valued. Yes.
2: Yes. And in fact, he said that in his email. Mm. But he was like, please tell me how it went. So Mm. I just wrote him an email. I said, you know, I I have to I have to say, like, I'm so appreciative of what I know you did for me. And his response was so amazing. It like almost made me cry a little bit. He Mm. literally said valued at least two times.
0: Wow.
2: And he's like, I really hope that you know how valuable you are.
0: I love hearing that. Yeah. I stress the word value and that's different. You're right. Yeah.
2: You're right. It is different. It is different. Mine was more of a pride thing and valued is more of a, more personal.
0: Yeah. Right. Yeah. Validated is yes, you do good work and here's the compensation for doing good work. Valued is you matter to us.
2: Yep. And that was the feeling I got. And that was a really really nice thing mm. to feel. Cause I haven't felt that in a long time.
0: Towards the end last week, we were talking about being misrepresented. And in the context of what you just told me of feeling valued with manager, it was a devaluing
2: mm-hmm.
0: and going from value and you matter to you're devalued. And it's, it's not even, you don't matter which is horrible, and you've had a lot of that in your life as well. But it was like, this is who you are, and this is what's wrong with that. But that's not who I am. Like, that's just wrong.
2: Or that is who I am, but there's nothing wrong with that. (laughs) There you go. I don't like that stuff like that affects me. But I also don't like that stuff like that happens. (laughs) I have don't know. I feel like I have a really... Low tolerance for nonsense in a professional setting, not in a personal yeah. setting, unfortunately.
0: When it's, <laughs> when it's nonsense, sure. But when it's sense that's based on something incorrect or hurtful, that's, that's a little different.
2: But doesn't that make it nonsense? Because it didn't even matter.
0: In a way... In a way, yes, but what's nonsense to you might be sense to someone else. Okay. Saying it's nonsense and writing it off isn't always going to work. For example, well, you, you got the correct answer for this mathematics problem, but you didn't show your work.
2: Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's actually a perfect example.
0: All right. That's nonsense. The teacher's yep. marking me down because I didn't show work. Everybody has a calculator and I could do this stuff in my head. Here's what it is. Yep. Right.
2: It's happened to my son. And my brother both have told me that exact story. You're marked down because you didn't write out your steps.
0: Right. Yeah. It might be nonsense to to us, but it's sense to others. And others Hmm. just have a different way of making things make sense. And it fits in their schema.
2: The situation, I feel like that instance was more of a, a personal Yeah, attack, whether it was, you know, whatever her her reasons for it were. And I've been attacked like this personally before in my life. So throughout my life, you know, when I was young, people meet me. I told you I was famous in our cult. Right. You know, we were on all the videos that would get like sold and distributed and and people would without ever meeting me, without knowing who I was, tell stories about me, gossip about me, make things up about me.
0: There it is. Gossip about me. Because it, a lot of what manager was doing sounded like gossip. And yeah. That's the nonsense, right?
2: It is. It's always been nonsense to me, even right. from a young age. I was like, well, what the hell? Right. <laughs> well, You've never even met me. <laughs> like, right. What is wrong with you? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Look... It's probably why, I'll, I'll make a guess here, you're not very active on social media. No. Because that fits with nonsense as you're describing it.
2: Nonsense.
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: Now I have time for that.
0: It's hugely popular, all of these things, yes. because it makes sense to a lot of other people.
2: Not me. I want none of it.
0: <laughs> There's something about this that I, I, I want us to understand, which is, Ultimately, I'm going to come back to the word control, but manager has in her head a way that things make sense, which is we don't offend anybody. You know, we we keep it copacetic at work. We're we're all good. We do things the right way, and and that's how this goes. And and at the core of it, I think are two things. I could be wrong. I think for manager as you've described her. I think there's part of her that is threatened by you. And there might even be a little bit of jealousy mixed into that. You're getting attention or you're making more, you're younger and you're doing this. And there's something about it that, that reeks of, of jealousy, threat, fear, and that's hers.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: She'll project that onto you. Yeah. Right. I think there's, there's something about the word control where she doesn't have control of you. And maybe she, I don't know, resents the autonomy or resents that she can't or is threatened or jealous by that. But there's something where she needs to exert some control. For her, what makes sense. Yeah. And what's emotionally driving her makes sense. I hate all these phrases that I'm about to use because they'll suck, <laughs> and you've done it so much in your life. And it's nonsense. To horrible fucking degrees, and it's nonsense. But just play along. Just be nice. Mm-hmm. Just, just go with it. Just let her have her thing. That's not okay for you, and it hasn't historically been. So,
2: so there, therein lies the rub, okay? Mm-hmm. I can put up with a lot of nonsense. Like, I get it all the time from coworker one, Because I care about her and and her her her, uh, mood directly affects me and our working relationship is directly affected when she's in a bad mood. I just like wow. Okay, I'm so sorry. Even if I'm thinking, okay, well, I don't know. I'm going to talk to my therapist about that one (laughs) because that's a whole road, right? But I validate her feelings, because that instantly brings us back together as friends and coworkers and everything becomes, you know, smooth and easy again. Mm -hmm. But when there is untruths said to me, she is making statements about me that will follow me for the rest of my career in this company. Again, doesn't actually matter in the big, you know, grand scheme of things, but it matters to me because it's untrue. And there's Mm. no way for me to fix it. I try to come up with workable solutions. So to me, there's a very fine line between my no-nonsense guard and my overbear you know like what can i do bleeding right, heart right.
0: make everybody else happy how do i make this better how do i make everyone yeah have yeah
2: and i had none of those feelings okay in the review setting
0: right i want you to almost tell me everything you just told me again okay but i i want the the sort of headline topic and on your brain to be the idea of control okay Talk to me about how it was with manager, how it is with manager, how you are, how it feels in terms of the word control.
2: Control for me or control for her?
0: Oh, I get to be a therapist and not answer that question.
2: Oh, (laughs) Um, okay. Okay, so I guess for me personally, I will try to control the situation by just saying, I'm sorry, I'm so busy, I have to get back to what I'm doing. Like, I don't have time because the whole thing makes me a little uncomfortable. The control could also be related to how, I've, how I put things in boxes. If you're a manager, you do not behave like this. I'll give you a really good example. When I call in to a help desk, even like something as simple as your phone account, Okay. Just, I want to add a line. I want to remove a line. And that person who picks up that phone doesn't know how to help you. I'm just like, what is going on? Like, You literally have one job. Yeah. And you probably have a script in front of you as well. So (laughs) how in the name of Zeus's butthole, do you not know what you're doing? Right. Those kinds of things I have Boxes for, and I guess whatever I have in boxes, I give little tolerance to because, to me, it's nonsensical. If you can't do your job, you shouldn't be doing it. End of story. That's maybe a control aspect.
0: It's not a maybe. That is a control aspect. That
1: is a control
0: aspect. It's absolutely a control aspect. And it, it's control in several ways. What you were describing is controlled on, on two levels. One, I try to maintain a sense of control. I will try to control the situation if I can, because I can see it more clearly. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I can see a better path. Great. Let's go this path. And I try to control the situation. I also will be controlled and put it in a box, put it in that 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 Bruce Almighty file cabinet and slam it shut, you know, and just compartmentalize it and put it over there. Because I can. It's not comfortable, but I can be controlled in how I am, how I respond, and and how I carry things. Control on the flip of that is how much control do you have over others?
2: Literally none, which is like the worst thing ever. No. <laughs> Kidding. You're but not it, kidding. it does sometimes kind of stretch me out.
0: Yes, you're not kidding.
2: But it's not the worst thing ever. But it does, no. it does irk me a lot.
0: Yes. And that, that's, and I want to hold that for a second. It irks me a lot. I can't control other people and what they do. I can't control what's sense to them and nonsense.
2: That might be exactly it. I was just about to say they should be able to control themselves. So obviously to me, the problem is that they are not in control of themselves, but that's a me issue, not a they, not a them issue. Cause I, what do I know? (laughs) That's just what I've, the boundaries I believe. Yeah. Who says they're right.
0: Yeah. And that's, that's, you heard me say this, one of my favorite lines, it's the Buddhist saying, relax, nothing's under control.
2: Yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. I'm going to put that, I'm going to put that <laughs> quote on my mirror so I can just like, look <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's an interesting phrase because it, it's, you know, when you hear the relax, anytime you start with relax, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> fuck no. <laughs> right. Exactly. Right. So don't if,
2: you tell me what to do?
0: Totally. Absolutely. <laughs> and if you think, if you just invert the phrase and go, nothing's under control. Relax. Relax. Because the, the idea is when you realize that nothing is under control, then, wow, so maybe I don't have to expend so much energy trying to control it. Mm, yep. Mm, you don't yep. like that one. You don't like that. <laughs> no,
2: I like, I like the idea of that one. But I, the, I literally have no way to relate to even the concept of that at the moment, right? And again, this is why I'm in therapy. Just the idea of... Being like, eh, everything's out of control. This is a great day. It, it makes me want to spin around and bang my head against
0: the wall. Yeah, and, and, and there's a subtlety there. Everything's out of control. It's great. No, it's not. Yeah, some things we can control. I can control what I say. I can't control the thoughts that will pop up into my head, but I can control if I sure. entertain them, if I act on them.
2: So then why wouldn't I hold other people to those same standards is that just not realistic is that what's happening here like I just
0: what do you think
2: honestly I don't know honestly I I struggle with this all the time because I'm like I know it sounds when I say it out loud it sounds like I'm the weirdest person ever but to me there are certain requirements for behavior across the board. If you're a homeless person, I still believe there's requirements that allow you to be a harmless homeless person. If you are the CEO of a company, there are certain requirements that I would hold you to. Don't embezzle, don't rape your employees, don't, you know, just just standard stuff that that to me seems like why don't people know this but now you know in my old age i'm thinking well maybe cuz it's not a thing <laughs> maybe people just do whatever the fuck they want and hold on until they don't get away with it anymore <laughs> i don't know
0: a lot of them do and i mean you you grew up in a place where that was all around you yep and you at a very early age knew better knew different
2: i did I did. And that's maybe why I hold on to it so strongly, because I was right. You aren't supposed to rape little children. It's not an actual thing. Right. (laughs) You know, and
0: nobody ever told me that. Right. I mean, it's really tough because there are certain things that are absolute, like that is one of them. There are other things that aren't absolute, yet we might make them absolute, like. You need to not just believe in God, but you need to go to church every Sunday and pray to that one God. Nope, not that one God, this one God. Right.
2: And yet people will say, okay, let's go do that.
0: Many will. And and what you've seen firsthand, and that one God told me this, so now we need to do this. <laughs> I saw a lot of that. Right. Growing up. Right. And the stakes... Nonsense. Yes, nonsense to you sure to others it made sense and it's what they did
2: yeah i mean we need to get into some of that stuff (laughs) because again you know it goes back to the question i asked you a couple weeks ago which is what would make an adult a logical otherwise completely normal adult buy that shit That all comes into play with those things. So it's not logical. It's ridiculous. But I guess if you bring it on a grand scale, you can say, okay, well, who, why did everybody buy into burning witches? You know, why did everybody buy into torturing them and drowning them? And then if they drowned, oh, whoops, they weren't a witch. And if they didn't drown, we burn them at the stake. Like, what the hell was wrong with people? So I suppose it's it's for sure not just limited to my experience it's sort of a global issue with stupidity I don't know <laughs> I I don't even know what the word is
0: I remember when I was in I think grad school there was somebody sitting next to me in one class and their water bottle had they had a like a bumper sticker on the water bottle and it said if you're not outraged, you're not paying attention.
1: <laughs> I like that.
0: <laughs> and I saw that and I, I just kind of went about what, like, what's that, what's that for? And she just kind of looked at me and I couldn't believe this because this is a, a graduate program in psychology and she just looked at me and just kind of went oh, everything. <laughs> and I'll never forget that. I'm like, Wow. So she's walking around outraged all the time. That's exhausting.
2: That is exhausting, yes, for me too.
0: <laughs> I want to go back to something though, because we're, I mean, we're, we're a few steps from something, so we'll, we'll go back because these are all good steps, all and the this time. is fine. <laughs> right, but this is how we work, and, and this is OK. It's not a linear process, you know this. No. <laughs> we have a couple of themes here. We have control, we have judgment. And we just hit outrage. Yeah. Do you remember what I what I asked you to do at the end of, of last week?
2: Something for myself. <laughs>
0: oh no, remind me. <laughs> um, I'll give you a hint. It has to deal with outrage.
2: Oh, screaming into a pillow. I did not do it. I talked about doing it, but I, did, but Good. I didn't.
0: Do oh, okay, it. tell me about the talking about it. Tell me about that.
2: I told boyfriend afterwards. Uh-huh. I was like, okay, so if you see me screaming into a pillow in the next couple of days, don't freak out. Doug told me to do it. But honestly, this since I talked to you last, I've had no reason to scream into a pillow. I had so much fun with my brothers. Maybe this week I will scream into a pillow.
0: <laughs> <laughs> there is a part of you that has that kind of outrage that has yet to scream into a pillow.
2: Is it what, explain outrage to me. Because I feel like I interpret it different than you do. Okay. Well. And I'm sure mine's wrong.
0: Why are you sure yours is wrong?
2: Outrage to me is more, it's very extreme. To me, outrage is a very big word. Yeah. Like, not shocked. It's not, like, disappointed. It's like, what the actual fuck?
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: I have outrage.
0: Yes. Yes.
2: For things in my past. But Uh I don't know. Are you relating it to like my feelings around the whole review thing? Do you do is that outrage to you? It could very well be. (laughs) To me, it was like I got really worked up.
0: (laughs) Yes, you got really worked up. And you know, and even you saying, we're going to talk about it for weeks to come. Yes, we're going to keep talking about that's an indicator to me that it triggered something and it's still there.
2: Yeah, it is. It is. Even with all the good stuff that happened, when I go back there, I'm still very worked up. about
0: it. Yeah. (laughs) Certain ways that your brain is making sense of things and making nonsense of things, we're going to look at and pick apart. And one thing that you said early on is, I want to know where this comes from. Okay, we're going to look at that and we're going to see if we can kind of deprogram and reprogram and, and and rewrite some lines of code in your brain and, and get it working the way you want to at your core. Yeah, we're doing that. So you're doing great. And it's interesting that you said, well, I want to know your definition of outrage, because mine's, mine's I'm sure mine's wrong. Yours wasn't wrong. You are absolutely right. In fact, you use the word shock. Yes. I mean, outrage is is fury it's it's wrath it's shock it is i think by dictionary definition an extreme reaction of of anger and shock to a situation or something so your definition is dead on accurate okay what's interesting several things that you immediately discounted your own i'm sure i'm wrong
2: yeah like i said when i think about how we grew up. Outrage is what I feel when I'm hanging out with my brothers and we're having the best week ever and something comes up from childhood. I have to get up, I have to walk around, I have to breathe. That's outrage. Right. The annoyance, the disappointment and and the sort of like judgment I felt with regards to my review, mm-hmm. you saw how worked up and like, blah, 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 I got about it. I don't know that that's one and the same. That's what I mean. I could be wrong because maybe it gotcha. is the same gotcha. and I'm just breaking it down differently or something. But to me, that's just nonsensical ridiculousness. Outrage is for that other stuff.
0: Right. It's not one and the same, but they're connected. Okay, And they're connected for you when people are in a blind rage. You know, it's outrage. It's just they can't see it. It's that out of control rage. You are somebody who is very controlled, who has been controlled. Mm -hmm. And it is very hard, I think, for you to give up control. Yes. So when you had the review, it's it's really textbook trigger, it triggered something in you. What it triggered possibly was that place in you that had been so controlled and compartmentalized and put a handle on that baggage and carried it with you. And then it got poked. Yeah, absolutely. There's a a therapist said, uh, I love this line. It only really stings if we're already holding that judgment for ourselves.
2: Hmm. Didn't sting at all. It pissed me off because exactly. it wasn't true. Right. It was nonsense.
0: What she did do was poke something for you. Yes. And why it triggered is because it, that suitcase that you had a handle on got opened up.
2: The handle fell
0: off. Right. Handle <laughs> fell off. It hit the ground and opened up. And wow, there's everything. And why I I use the word outrage there. And it hits something in you that that goes back to how controlled you you have been, how people Mm. have controlled you, how you've Mm -hmm. seen things that are just wrong and not okay, how hard Mm -hmm. you've worked in your life to understand things, to think differently, to get others to open up and think differently. And there's still a part of you that's like, I don't understand. How can this happen? I don't understand. Yeah. And some of the the force of that, I think, goes back to an outrage that you felt a long time ago that you never got to express as outrage. You never really got to be outraged. Here's a
1: thought.
2: When I was about 9, 10 years old, in the cult, they would put us in these big houses Right. It was called like communal living. Right. And they would stuff like 250 people into it. And then they would put kids into groups by age. There was a time in my life where in my age group, if one person messed up and didn't come forward and confess, we would all be put in a line and beaten with a paddle and it happened so often that it got to the point where, honestly, when you just said that, like going, it has to be something going back. I'm wondering if there might be a connection there where I I typically get really not happy about being blamed for something I did not have a hand in, even at work. It That's another trigger for me. It's like, um, can you fix X, Y, and Z because it's not, you know, this is not happening. And I'll literally go and say, um, file saved by and highlight the name of the person who was responsible for this. And it was another thing. Coworker one told me at the beginning that she was like, we are all a team here and you can't separate yourself. You need to respond as no problem. We will figure it out and get it fixed. My knee jerk reaction is, Oh yeah, no problem. I'll talk to whoever it was and have them get it done. So, Hey, we, I mean, literally as a child, that's one of the, one of the big things in my mind that used to just, Drive me nuts, like on top of all the other crap we I personally had to deal with on a daily basis. Now I'm getting beaten for somebody else's shit. Like, what is going on? So who knows? That could literally be a hangover from that. Maybe? know, question mark.
0: Yeah, and we can turn the question mark into an exclamation point. And say that, yes, that is a hangover from that.
2: That was traumatic. Hugely. Because before that, I never got beaten. It, it was very commonplace for kids to get beaten all the time. And I never did because I was not a naughty kid. I was honest. I, I did what I was supposed to do. Never broke the rules. And I I sort of went unbeaten until about 9, 10 years old. And then it was just years of just nonstop beatings for no reason.
0: If I give you the T-shirt that says, relax, nothing's under control, I don't want you to wear it yet. No. Because it's not okay. No. It's not okay. I can't relax. It's not okay. And, and, it's, and control is, is such a loaded thing for you because you've been controlled by controlling people for so long. I mean, even ex-husband and manager, to a degree, was a representation of that. So it triggers all of that. That makes sense. And that's, that's why I use outrage. What she did was nonsense to you, not a big deal. Okay, if it's nonsense and not a big deal, why are we still talking about it? because it
2: wasn't fair it wasn't it wasn't right
0: <laughs> it wasn't fair it wasn't right what does that sound like
2: childhood trauma
0: yeah and it's really not okay
2: it even sounds trivial to say it wasn't fair and it wasn't right about my childhood trauma because nothing was fair and nothing was right but there was again certain elements i could control myself i could control following the rules. Even though I didn't want to, I wanted to get beaten less. Yeah. So we had to call everybody auntie and uncle and say, yes, sir. And yes, ma'am. We had to do all these things and I would do them just because I didn't want the consequences. So here's all my self-control. Here's all the things I've done to make myself conform to the things I have to do to not experience pain and it's all for nothing because I'm getting the pain for somebody else's bullshit.
0: I'll say this and you, I don't know that you'll ever get sick of me saying this and I hope you won't because it's, it's very true. Almost every time we hit this stuff that I'm really sorry that you went through that. It's horrible. Thank you. You're welcome. And I'm, I'm, incredibly grateful and blown away that you've come through it as such an incredible person.
2: And just a little cuckoo
0: on the side. No, not at all. (laughs) Everybody has a different response and has their own (laughs) shit that they carry around with them. Right. Yeah. And yes, yours got triggered by manager. It happened. And you don't need an apology for it at all. You and I can understand it and we can see ultimately where it comes from, sure. Doesn't mean anytime you experience something like that, it's going to trigger you right back to that place. But there is an outrage in you that never really got to come out or be expressed. That was the scream in the pillow that I was talking about.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And there's a discharge that we need. There's, there's a catharsis that we'll go through. And there's an incredible relief that we'll feel too. Scars won't go away though. They're there. Yeah. Can't undo it. Right. I wish we could. We can't. But that, that, you know, it's, it's the saying that that's where the light comes in. Yeah. And that's, there's so much light in you. It's amazing. You know, really. And are you a little kooky? Sure. We all are. You're (laughs) you're your brand of kooky and we'll make sense of some of it. And some of it will, will dissipate and go away. And some of it won't because that's part of who and how you are. Yeah.
2: And mostly, I just want to confront, at least have an understanding of why I'm feeling that way. And I think that's, we're doing a great job of that.
0: And while we're uncovering things and healing from things and understanding things, you'll see things won't impact you as much as they used to. Yep. You're doing great work here. You really are. And I, I appreciate your patience with it.
2: I just want to be better, okay?
0: You are. You are better no, today I'm than kidding. you were last week. Absolutely. Yeah.
2: And if nothing else, I hear your voice in my head and it makes me pause eh, half a second longer. <laughs> <before>. <laughs> Which is great. I mean soon it will be a second, then maybe two. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right, right. Yep. We're getting there. We're getting there. Thanks, Doug. and we are back.
1: So a lot of things came up in the session. I, it was nice to hear one of the first things Sarah said was, you know, when you realize that you're not 30 anymore, (laughs) I was laughing. I was like, yeah, I realized that (laughs) when I was 28, by the way, because I was already so tired of like the crazy life. Um, But yeah, she, she, she got to spend time with her brothers and had a great, great week. And tried to keep up with them and whatever she did. That's fine. If you want to keep up and have fun. And it's not like, you know, she had to do it for a year. It was like a week, but I loved how she said she didn't check her emails at all. Not once.
0: Right. Right. It was so nice to hear her unplug.
1: And then it makes sense when she got back, then all of a sudden there's like a lot of work and that's just how it is. It's how it's going to be. And yeah, she found out she got a big ass raise which was awesome.
0: Yeah, I think, I mean, the raise, of course, we want, we want more money and that's great. And I think given the, the choice between appreciation or finance, you would take the finance. Like, do you want to be told you do a good job or do you want more money? A lot of people would say more money. Yeah, I think, however, they have done surveys and they show that being appreciated is often right right there behind, sometimes even ahead of, just getting more money. If you just keep giving people more money, but not appreciating them, doesn't feel good. Totally. Right. And for her, kind of what I was driving at is, is feeling the validation for how the review went, but also feeling valued for how she is. And she, she really got that.
1: Yeah. And it was so interesting because you brought it up and then she said how her boss multiple times had said how much she was valued. And I liked how you gave that validated is like the compensation for doing good work and valued is like, you matter to us.
0: Exactly. I thought that was
1: a really good, whatever you call that.
0: Breakdown definition. Sure. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And, and then I think guys got into a lot of this stuff, which I think, I mean, for me, it was a big aha moment. And I think maybe it was for her, but just talking about, (laughs) she's so funny. She makes me laugh. That being, you know, she felt misrepresented and her, I love her nonsense, nonsense. She just, right. I love how she uses right. the word. And the more she said it, the more it resonated with me because you use the, the, got the right answer to the problem, but didn't show the work.
0: Yeah. The math analogy. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And there's sense and nonsense and people have different ways of, of making sense of things. And I think that when you got down to the part where she said, okay, well in the cult, she was a quote unquote, famous, famous kid because their family was higher up and they were in the videos and all that stuff. And, and people would right. make up right. stuff and it's nonsense and it's gossip. And that goes along with a lot of the social media stuff that she doesn't engage in. And so it's, all nonsense, meaning it literally doesn't make sense because it's not accurate. It's not an accurate representation. It's misrepresentation. When you're talking out of your ass about something you don't know about, right? Sure. And feeling misrepresented sucks because it's beyond your control.
0: Well, and and there is something else I was getting at, which is what you just said, beyond her control. And I had her repeat one of her nonsense rants using the word control. And just mm-hmm. showing that you can't control what is sense to someone else. What is sense to someone else is just sense to them. You can try to get them to change their mind, but that rarely happens.
1: Okay. Well, I wanted you to explain this part to me because I got confused. So you asked her to, I get I don't know what word to use, but to reframe the, convo- the conversation uh-huh. using the idea of control like that. And Correct. I didn't really understand that. It seemed like she wasn't quite sure either what you were asking, but- can you give me some insight into what you were trying or asking for? Do you remember? Yeah. Okay.
0: Oh, I absolutely remember.
1: So what, what did she say initially? And then
0: she was just talking about nonsense and she right. wanted to know intellectually, right? You know, she's gathering data. What is nonsense? Why, why does somebody not get this and what, what's going on? And what I'm right. realizing clinically speaking is she's holding a certain schema in her head of this is how things need to be. This is how they are. And it's similar to what she calls OCD.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: If you know what OCPD is, obsessive compulsive personality disorder, which is something different. It's not what I diagnose her as, but we can have some of those characteristics without having the diagnosis. Right. And she is exhibiting some of those characteristics in that She has this idea of perfection and the Mm -hmm. way things are supposed to be. And if others are not following the way things are supposed to be, it's really unsettling for her. And she, like, it's not just unsettling, like, this bothers me. It's unsettling, like, this is wrong. Somebody is driving on the wrong side of the road. That's not okay. Like, that's how we take things like that. And we Mm -hmm. take it personally as it's an affront to her and to the schema that she has. A lot of why she has that comes from the trauma of being raised in the cult and that if you do something not following the guidelines, you will be beaten and punished. So it's not okay. So what I'm doing with her when I say, okay, nonsense, nonsense, and you're trying to understand that, let's make it about control Mm -hmm. because that's really what we're talking about and we're going to hit the whole forest, not just the tree that she's seeing.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And that that's a function of she can get these data points. She can understand something. And, and to a degree, Mary, you're like this too. It's just personality and character. Like you want to know the specific thing right now, give me the details, explain it to me. Okay. Got it. You <laughs> Which know? is what I'm and, asking
1: you right now, literally.
0: <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And trusting more in the process and looking yeah. at The overall forest and going, right, I'm planting some seeds. I'm introducing the concept of control so we can talk about it that way in the context of this specific tree in front of her, Mm -hmm. of somebody, a coworker, not following the guidelines that she thinks people should follow. I'm going to relate that later in other sessions to what she had to follow in terms of the cult. Otherwise she would get punished and there's trauma there trauma response. And some of the guidelines that she has for her kids, for her boyfriend, for her household, and where that comes from. And a lot of this is to have some sense of control where control doesn't exist, or to have sense of control, because if you don't, there really is going to be something traumatic happening to you.
1: Right? Yeah, yes, absolutely.
0: So even something as small and innocuous as this, I'll have her think about slightly differently because I'm introducing it later on.
1: Okay. Got it. Makes sense. Yeah. And then all of that stuff about control, it it just, she was making me laugh. How annoying is it that we cannot control other people? Sure Mm -hmm. is. How annoying is it that everybody, everybody doesn't think like me sometimes, Um, in that, in that, what are the basics? Uh, What do you mean? Like, why do I have to tell you the, 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 you know, and to me there, yeah, of course there's the quote unquote right and wrong. You don't rape a little kid, you know, and then there's the, the doesn't, isn't that just make sense? Isn't that just, don't you write a thank you letter for something or don't you (laughs) just, you know what I mean? Like, throw away the trash or, and, and of course not. No, of course not. I know that. And there are certain things that I'm fine with. It just, right. I'm like, of course it doesn't, it's not the same for everybody, but
0: you're getting at, you're getting at to me, the core of, of the word tolerance and what tolerance means. Yes. It's putting up with something, even though you know it to be wrong. Well, right.
1: Quote unquote wrong.
0: Exactly. But okay. that that's right. In your, in one's own opinion, In one's own schema of the world and how they see it, I am putting up with someone else who is wrong, right? right? Then it's wrong because they're not following my schema and how I see things. So we need to tolerate them. And that I think at the core of that is we will try to control them to make them like us to share our schema. If we can't, and it's out of control rather than just totally lose our shit, we'll go, oh, wait, I can tolerate somebody doing something different right what we're not really able to get to with that is looking at well can I can I ease my sense of control? where is that coming from? why do they right. need to follow my schema? can't I let somebody else have their own? and that yeah. gets to the core of just about every political debate, every religious debate is you're not going to get an understanding because people will just, inherently know other people to be wrong.
1: Right. Exactly. And I think, you know, she was talking about wanting to hold people to the same standards and that uh, is not realistic. There was a sense she said that I wrote down and underlined. So again, Sarah, if you're listening, I'm starting to notice where, and it reminds me of myself, but where the, the tone and the, the way that she says something could be, taken as harsh or
0: cold or I'm not sure what the word is proud prideful is is what came up before in the review I know I
1: don't like that word though I know um but she said to me there are certain requirements and the way she said it and by the way I'm a huge fan of enunciation I am a huge fan of projecting (laughs) your voice. Like, I love it. I'm like, you are so clear and concise and I love it. And at the same time, I kind of picture a not mean, but you know how Mary Poppins was very proper, but not mean at all. She was very sweet and also very firm. Sure. It was kind of like that, kind of like that, that enunciate, like, like the, this is what we do let's go kids kind of thing right. and i think she's only like that in certain areas of her life when she feels right. that the standards aren't met maybe because i can't see her talking like this like hanging hey, out with her brothers and having fun and but anyway I just thought it was it was really interesting how and i never thought anything of it until she started i started thinking about why is this woman like so pissed about what she said right that right. colleague of hers so again, it's not I like the way she talks, but I can see how people would be potentially off put because I can relate to it
0: yeah and and just to be clear, I very much agree with the action of enunciation, speaking slower, yep, being very methodical, so that yeah. people understand you. Totally. It can be misunderstood, you know, and i'm I'm doing it right now and it's, of course. It's, it c-
1: condescending or
0: it sounds like that. And it's not, not necessarily intended that way. Totally. I think a a lot of times it's, it comes from, it can come from a traumatic response. Like I've been misunderstood. It's not safe when I'm misunderstood. So let me be perfectly clear. And it's also something, I said this to you a few weeks ago when you were questioning, why does she care so much? how someone else is behaving and what someone else is doing. You were questioning that. And I said, well, you're going to find out in a couple of weeks. You're like, okay, whatever. And this is exactly what you're picking up on when she said there are certain requirements for behavior across the board. Even if you're a homeless person, you know, or if you're CEO of a company, you don't embezzle, you don't do this, you don't do that, right? It's all coming from something where for her, and she said it, and we talked about it in this one. Yep. If someone else in the cult got something wrong, didn't follow the guidelines, they she all would got get beat. beaten.
1: Yeah. Right. Yeah. And she's horrible. sitting
0: there going, why am I getting beaten when I'm following all the rules and I'm doing everything right? Oh, cause someone else isn't. Yep. Fuck. At, yeah. Fuck. All right. Well now I need to be hyper vigilant about making sure they follow the rules too.
1: Right. And I wrote at the end, she said, I work so hard to stay like in line and do well and whatever. And I get beat for someone else's shit. And then my last note of the whole session was, well, there you go. So when someone else steps out of line in any way, shape or form, especially when they don't cop to it, she gets beaten. Literally that's what happened. And so of course she's trying to keep everything in control when the standards, the basic standards are not met. And she said something to the effect of the global issue of stupidity, (laughs) which I loved when she was referring to why did people buy into the cult? I just, it's crazy. She knew better back then. They didn't. And so she had to deal with the repercussions, you know? So of course it makes sense. And that was so telling. I mean, that for me, the idea was, well, connecting it to the, the idea of outrage that you guys were talking about outrage versus her sort of just being pissed.
0: Right. And I've been scratching at this. This is why, again, some of the seeds that I plant earlier about screaming into a pillow about right. losing control and about letting something out because there is outrage. She even said, yeah, when I'm hanging out with my brothers and something comes up from childhood, that's when I feel outrage. That's when, right. Right. So it, it's there.
1: Yes. And sh- that's when she feels outraged. What she said about the review was that she was just super pissed. I get it. And I think those, there are two, I, I agree with her. However, I feel that because that situation sort of triggers the underlying trauma, the situation isn't outrageous, but it connects to those old feelings, right? Right. So right. I think it's not, I think what for her, it's the situation isn't outrageous. It's the, so her
0: response. No, but that, that's what, that's what I've been driving at with her. Yeah. The situation is secondary. Sometimes I'll say this to other therapists and clients, if they understand what I mean by this, will get it. But when they're talking to me and giving such details about things it's going to sound really uncaring and callous and that's not how I mean it, but I don't care. I do God, you'd be the worst
1: therapist for me ever then.
0: Right. <laughs> well, yes and no. I no, don't care about great. the details. Yeah. You want to tell me about all the trees and all the leaves on all the yes, branches? I do. Go for it. I, I don't care as much about that because yeah. I'm looking at the entire forest and I, I'm I'm going to get you to pan out and see all of the trees. Right. And the whole forest and what that's like, then your relation to it will change. Then when you zoom in and see a tree, You're going to see it differently from a different schema, but we've got to, we've got to shift your schema. And that only happens if we can get to some of these things without getting mired in the details of this work interaction, because this work interaction, no, that's not outrage. Well, it's hitting the same underlying trauma with a lot of outrage carried over. So we're going to get to that. We're going to release some of that, but we can't do it all at once. I mean, that's why sometimes just talking about a very inconsequential interaction with somebody, you know, when clients just start talking about like, hey, so how was the week? Oh man, just on my way over here, this guy cut me off and I got so mad. I love when that happens because it's coming from somewhere else and we can get to it that way. Not always, do you think? Not always, not always. Okay, just checking. Often, I'm talking about a client for whom this applies. Somebody who's holding on to a lot of emotion that has been suppressed and repressed. Then we get to let it out.
1: Right, and there's a reason why, although she's like, whatever, about this situation with the colleague that you've been talking about it for weeks now, right? There is a reason So it's not outrage necessarily. She said it didn't really sting because it's not accurate, but she just can't let go of the fact that it will be on her permanent record.
0: It will be on her permanent record, right? Exactly. With that enunciate. And that's again, an indication that, Oh, that's coming from
1: something's coming up. Yep. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So we'll,
0: we'll we'll scratch at that without having to go directly into the the singular traumatic experience or the the multiple traumatic experiences where she really feels that and right. it's overwhelming. Right. We'll right. get there. We'll get there in time. We're talking about complex trauma. We'll get there in time. Totally. And we'll hit some of that stuff, and some of the emotion will come out. But it's she said it. I think the very first session that Bruce Almighty filing cabinet that opens up and just, wow, too many files, like overwhelming. Right. So we're not going to do that. We're going to take out one file at a time. And this was cool. We opened one file. We looked at it totally. And we're going to put it back. And then when we look at another file, we're going to see a pattern.
1: Yep. And then the thing that it's of course, so funny, I wrote it down and then you bring it up, but she said, what's your definition of outrageous? I mean, I'm sure I'm wrong. And I was just like, I wrote, I wrote, Whoa. Right. And there's a couple different parts to that. One is, and it's that sometimes that tendency to put therapists on a pedestal or you're the expert or, you know, and right. by the way, first of all, definitions, I definitely don't look, to, don't look to me for the definition like, of anything. I don't know. Like it's always not always I mean yes there is a dictionary definition and sometimes i like to bring it up but I don't know what is it to you which is of course what you asked but I think it's it's right. that we have all the answers saying which by the way you guys we do not in any way shape or form and don't put us on a pedestal because we don't deserve to be there I mean obviously I don't it went to that person who thought I was cringe but i think that <laughs> um, I,
0: I sit on a lily pad not a pedestal
1: Nice. I love that. (laughs) But, um, uh, yeah, so there's that. And then there's also the holy shit. You just automatically jump to like devaluing yourself and invalidating yourself and making yourself less than, and other people know more at the same time. While your standards, it's very dialectic. Her standards are high and there's a lot of expectation. And then at the same time, just devaluing herself completely.
0: Right. It's something that we talked about. And then I came back to and said, "I know, you know yeah. when she first said that, I was like, okay, well, are you yeah. sure yours is wrong? You know? And what I'm looking at again, is that schema of holding everything to that standard of perfection, to that right and wrong, that black or white type of thinking. Right. And I'm poking at that and I'm just going, well, is that, and then later I come back to it and just said, yeah, that was interesting that you were looking at it and you were sure that yours was wrong." Yep. It wasn't. You were right. I mean, what do you think yep. of that? You are right because it's your perception
1: or what you think it means to you. So right. of course she's right.
0: Right. And, and what a lot of therapy is, is looking at what things do mean to you yep. and how we do make sense of things. And I think when you have a relationship as a client and therapist together in the room, you can challenge people. And kind of look at, well, okay, well, let's challenge this schema. Let's, let's challenge not just what you're thinking or what you're defining, but let's challenge your entire worldview if we can. You yeah. can still win the challenge, so to speak, and, and strengthen your worldview. You can also kind of go, oh, wow, well, well, maybe, huh, maybe there are a couple of cracks in this worldview. Maybe it's not like I'm going to challenge it and crumble your worldview. Right. Right, we're going to see if we can shift it a little bit and change it yeah. because, I, as I've said a lot, the brain is malleable. Like it, it is able to reform. We can, we can rewire. You can reshape your brain. It's neuroplasticity is a real thing. You're right. not just hardwired one way, or you experienced tra- trauma and this is how you got through it and this is how you are. Period. No, we can shift, and that's part of what we do as therapists. I think when we're doing our job effectively is help clients challenge these thoughts, these schemas, how they see the world, how they can and want to see the world overall. Right, right. Right. Agree. As long as you agree and I'm doing it right, then we're okay. You're doing
1: it right. That one way (laughs) that I think you should do it. No, really good stuff though. I was like, wow, look what's happening here.
0: Thank you. Yeah, it's cool. She's she's really getting to get to some good stuff. And if you think about it, this is her 12th session. She's only been seen wow. for 3 months at this point.
1: That's it? That's crazy.
0: Yeah, and and if you think about the rapport that we developed early on and how we're now challenging some things and and how we're able to do some things, it's it's pretty cool. I have the benefit of knowing where we are maybe 6 months from now, so I know where we're going. I mean, I know actually <laughs> at the 3 month mark, I know where I want us to go and where I think we can go, but right. I actually do know where we've gone. And it's right. it's really cool. Cause you guys are are getting to hear some seeds that are planted and you'll see kind of the, the saplings that grow and the little trees that come out and the flowers that come out. And, and lo and behold, we've got the whole forest with the brand new tree.
1: Oh, love it.
0: Right. Right.
1: Yes. Yes.
0: Come on back with us for the holidays. I really don't know what we're looking at in terms of when we're going to be on with you We've got Drew's, Drew is coming out every week on the Patreon. So if you want to check that out, go to patreon.com slash your mental breakdown, or just search for your mental breakdown. Feel free to get in touch with us. We love it. Like find us on social media, rate us, review us, send money to us, name your firstborn after us.
1: Yeah. Or your, your dog.
0: Cat, ferret.
1: All right. Well, we'll be back.
0: We'll be back at some point. And if we don't catch you before the holiday, have a great holiday and we'll see you, talk to you. We'll talk to you when we talk to you. <laughs> Bye. Bye.